1: It's Ty Power's Bigfooty final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Bigfooty final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now. Yeah, welcome back to the Overnight Crowd on SEN, across the SEN network. And on the SEN app, it's time for our first guest on the show, and he is a staple of the Thursday night Overnight Crowd. It is my good friend Dave Stevens. It's been a couple of weeks between drinks. There's been quite a lot doing in the cricketing world. I'm pretty keen to catch up. Dave, how are you, mate?
0: I'm good, mate. I'm just to talk to someone. I've just been talking to my, you know, trying to talk to missus about cricket and sports and everything and get blank stares, So it's great to have you back on board. Otherwise, um, am going to go a bit nuts talking to my pets about it all. I've well, uh, no one else to chat to.
1: Well, we've really been building up. So I reckon I maybe started doing this every week a couple of months ago. And we've been building up towards this part of summer where there's yep. so much cricket. There's cricket everywhere you look to. But before we do get into the cricket, I know you're a massive Arsenal fan. Uh, they are looking quite good. It's the last round this weekend before the World Cup break, is that right?
0: That's correct. Yeah, we're looking awesome. Just don't don't look at uh don't look at the uh league cup results. Uh, that, yeah, morning. not
1: um, good. They're knocked <laughs> out by ooh, someone average, gone. right? Brighton
0: Brighton. Yeah, yeah. At home at home yeah. to Brighton. We did make ten changes from our Premier League. But still, pretty disappointing to get hammered three-one by Brighton. They didn't. They didn't feel their strongest southern boundary stretch either. So it just seems like you know we'll just we'll just go on this train for a sec. It seems to me like it's so hard, whatever sport you're in, to maintain like intensity of a hundred percent week in week out. It's just not possible. So players will probably naturally just dip five percent, ten percent, maybe for some of these games, and it's enough to just lose it especially when the underdogs are uh, you know up for a challenge i think that's all it takes so well we're, we're quite clearly just mentally so focused on the premier league yeah of which we're very happily sitting atop um no no arsenal fans i know we're uh you know holding their breath that we're going to be there at the end of the season but if we can uh if we can win against wolves we'll make it to the world cup top of the table and that that's a that's an amazing amazing feat for where we're at
1: yeah no look it's all ahead of us. Are, are you going to get into the uh, the World Cup fever, the football World Cup fever, Dave?
0: I'm I'm torn to be honest. I I can't go past the you know the very bad press that it's all getting. It was an absolute FIFA sham, corruption. Like everyone who was involved in handing them the uh, the. World Cup tournament, Qatar. Um, pretty much all either banned for life or some of them are even in prison. Like it was just such a unjust awarding. And then since then, it's just gone from bad to worse with all the human rights abuses, all the stuff they're saying about same sex relationships and stuff. And mm. I would love to boycott it, but unfortunately, I, <laughs> I love World Cup soccer so much that I'm I'm definitely gonna I'm <laughs> definitely gonna be watching it. Like I think we're the soccer got to, that's a really good like, I love that. Did yeah. you see that message they put out. Like that's that's it. Like you've got to be a part of it. You've got to respect the history of, of of what the you know, the Jersey means, especially taking it to the World Cup, but at the same time you've got to speak up when there's issues to speak up on. So I was really proud of our of our, you know, of sockaros for that and um, I hope I hope people speak up. That's that's what I hope. It's interesting. They're gonna do their best to clamp down on any form of protest. There's some already happening over there, but um yeah, I hope it sheds a light in a positive way to to people on the fence about those issues, or people who've been trying to turn a blind eye. That's all I can really hope, because it's it's just such a good tournament to watch.
1: <laughs> Absolutely, and from one World Cup to another one, who is which is both in our wheelhouses, Dave. Uh, the Cricket World Cup, the T Twenty World Cup. Unfortunately for Australia, it wasn't to be. Uh, no. an absolute drubbing at the hands of the black caps at the SCG probably was their tournament done and dusted. Uh, and then obviously that washout to England who went on to beat India tonight. It wasn't the greatest of tournaments for Australia.
0: No, it was, uh, it was embarrassing in, in some respects, but on the, on the other hand, it's um look, it's a little bit of a um, lottery, right? Like it's, um, such a such a flash in the pan, like done and done series. Like you watch like what we saw with India tonight against England, like no one would have expected that kind of a shellacking. So yeah, it's a bit of a shame for us that we just did all of the warm up matches, we talked we talked a lot about how many bloody warm up yeah. matches we played and all all of that preparation and we just weren't ready for the for the first match, and that was the end of our tournament. Um, got absolutely rolled by New Zealand. The net run rate that was enough to to do us out. We didn't get to play England, of course, in what would have been the sort of decider for the knockout. But I'm, um, you know, on what they did to India tonight, I'm pretty glad we didn't play them because oh, I don't think sure. it would have gone well for us. No. So yeah, pretty disappointing from the from the guys, especially to host as. Um, as holders is a pretty unique sort of set of circumstances and we couldn't have done much of a worse job of uh, pleasing the home fans and also trying to hold on to that trophy. But, um, yeah, credit to England, credit to Pakistan. It's going to be a great final there. Uh, Battle battle of the opening um, partnerships. Oh, for sure. Um, Yeah, that's going to be interesting to watch.
1: Just before we move off the Australian T20 side, like you did say, there was just so many warm-up games and then still go into the actual tournament proper and not know your best 11 going forward. That one was an interesting one. Um, but I yeah. I think we're not actually that good at T20 cricket. We have all these superstars in our side, but as a team, and then they look a little disjointed towards the end of the tournament, but uh, Australia played Ireland and it was Mitchell Stark was on fire. And I, I believe they got to something like five for 24, and then Ireland go on to score 130. So that, that, you know, that sort of gave our net run rate a bit of a battering in that. And then we, we had it all to do against Afghanistan, which we weren't able to do. But look, uh, to be honest, if Australia were to take on England in that rain-affected game, uh, England mm. probably would have dusted Australia. But yeah, like you said, it's going to be one. the battle of the uh, opening partnerships. Uh, we saw a huge partnership tonight, Alex Hales and Josh Butler for England. But... Uh, you know, I'm a little bit of an undercover Black Caps fan. Muhammad Rizwan and Baba Azam played brilliantly last night. They finally yep. cracked finally, it.
0: Finally, yeah. Finally put it together. Good on them. And, um, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see. Because there's such, such... I know we're talking about the opening opening partnerships. Those two would probably now be considered the Premier long, and then Butler and Hales. But also the, the bowling line-up. Yep. Um, Pakistan obviously the all the sort of thunder and fear and stuff. But the English... English bowling lineups have been 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 around for a while. The white ball masters, and um, oh, it's going to be a, it's going to be a mouth watering game down at the MCG. I was rooting, as I'm sure most people were, for India versus Pakistan the second coming at the MCG because it was a pretty electric game the first time around. But you, uh, you, yeah. you're pretty keen. You're pretty keen for England, England-Pakistan England or England-New Zealand would have been your preferred matchup. But.
1: For sure. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure why, Dave. Uh, maybe it's just because it's the anti-hero in me that just doesn't want to see what everyone else wants to see. But I think, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty keen to see England in the final. Uh, and Pakistan, look, I feel like They have more of a chance beating England than they did of India. Maybe it's that little brother, big brother sort of thing. But regardless, I think it's going to be a huge occasion. Um, But I I do actually have a stat for you, though. I've got to remember this. Um, So I went back and looked at all of the T20 World Cups, right? And very rarely, so there's been seven, I believe. Very rarely does a team lose two matches in uh, the Super 12s and then actually progress. Uh, This time Mm. round, a team was able to do that, and that was Pakistan because of, Mm -hmm. you know, minnows winning, uh, rain affecting matches. Now, it's only ever happened once out of the seven World Cups, and the last time it was done was in 2010, where the English lost twice. They went on to win. They went on to make the final and won in 2010 against Australia, and it was their first ICC trophy they ever won. Uh, that that oh, yeah. sounded very that sounded very convoluted, but yeah. So in, in Group One of the 2010 Group 12 series, England had lost two games, Pakistan lost two games, and New Zealand lost two games. Yeah,
0: right.
1: That, that doesn't make sense. But England, yeah. yeah so England have so it's England late. have done it it's before. Late. Yeah, it's late. So England yeah. have done it before. They're the only other side to lose two matches in group play, go on to the semis, and then they've ended up winning it. So look.
0: No, that's a good stat. So you, got, you got there eventually. and Pakistan. I remember they beat Australia in the final, I believe, and that was probably, you know, we were not expecting to lose to England in a final uh, and, I don't know, that was kind of it. You're, like what you were saying earlier, T20, Australia, never really quite got together. We thought we turned a corner with our brilliant win last year's World Cup edition, but uh, it's kind of back to our kind of, you know, inconsistent ways and not knowing the best strategies, the best players. We had a little bit of A little bit to work out in that format.
1: Well, on to another format, though, that Australia does do very well. And it's going to be interesting to see how England goes in this final because you think if England were to win that match on Sunday night, they'll head into this ODI series against Australia with full of confidence. Uh, I think they've got about 11 of their current uh, squad in this World Cup. 11 of 15 are in the one day squad. So that'll begin on Thursday, next Thursday at the Adelaide Oval, which of course you can hear on the SEN app and uh, the SEN network. And then on Saturday at the SCG and then Tuesday, the 22nd at the MCG. So yeah, Paddy Cummins will take the captain's armband for the first time in the one day arena. Uh, many surprises in that squad for you, Dave, or any surprises? Um...
0: No, look, it's a pretty good squad. It's a pretty good squad. I'm still just surprised that we're playing this series, to be honest. That's um, And especially, like what I was saying earlier, we're getting 100% effort every time. Some of these English players, especially if they do win, they have a big night to celebrate, you think they're deserving of that, and then they've just got to, you know, most of them are going to put the colours on again and go out and, and play a pretty random uh one day series um which again from australia's perspective we're, we're coming to our tests you know six tests we probably want to have a bit of red ball experience not a single one of our um t20 players and odi players who are going to be playing in the test test squad, which which there are quite a few none of them are going to have any time to play any red ball cricket because of this odi series so you think if we don't get the job done against the West Indies and South Africa. I'm sure everyone will be blaming the uh, scheduling, which, which seems to be a pretty consistent theme each summer. Um, yeah, I'm not quite sure what the point of this... Maybe you'll know more than me. Is this for a particular oh, particular I, reason? I,
1: I, yeah, no. I must fall under the, the ODI Super League, where they have to sort of mm. fill requirements. Uh, look, it's three matches, so look, I guess it's not five match series, but... The interesting thing is I'm pretty keen to see there were a lots made about the crowds, the Australians' crowds before the T20 World Cup in the warm-up yeah. matches. It has, to me, seems like public opinion of Pat Cummins has waned a little bit. So I'm pretty yeah, right. keen to see how the Australian public get behind this three-match series and especially how they get behind this Australian side after the T20 calamity that was, but... I was actually out at North Sydney Oval watching New South Wales play South Australia last week, and mm-hmm. a man who, I think now he's scored eight, uh, list A centuries, was Daniel Hughes. Oh. Now, he's been a favourite of ours for quite a while. How far off do you think he is from this Australian one-day squad?
0: Oh, it's tough. You, you never know. They do sometimes pick sort of left-field players just you because know, of the volume of, uh, of matches there are, but it's tough to get into that top order. And um, even with Finch making way, you've got a trove Head who's coming into open. Yep. Uh, and I think he's going to do a really, really good job. He's in awesome form as well uh, in, in limited overs in white ball cricket, not so much in the red ball stuff. We'll get to that later. Um, so it's pretty tough for an outsider like that. There's just players who sometimes don't seem like the selectors really have an eye on them, hey? And, and it yep. maybe. Maybe he's one of those guys, um, but yeah, he looked. That was a that was a great great performance. That would have been awesome to watch. I don't think uh, I don't think it was Travis Head playing that game. No, he was. Yeah, yeah. he was. He was
1: captaining South yeah. Australia, who just oh, got home in the last over. Dan Hughes, I think mm. he got out. He was hitting out with the uh, with the tail for New South Wales. But uh, yeah. we'll welcome back, minus Labashane, into the green and gold. He. <laughs> He obviously has been starting the year with Queensland. So look, there's there's players in this side. I was just reading interestingly on um, cricket.com dot today. You, Lewis Cameron, he was writing about how it looks like going forward, our, our Australian eleven for the ODIs are going to be very uh, all rounder heavy. So if you look through that, yeah. you've got you know you've got Mitch Marsh, Cam Green, Glenn Maxwell, Marcus Stoinis, yep. uh, and, and that and and that sort of. True, and then that's sort of playing into the hands of what we just saw at our T20 World Cup. So it's going to be an interesting series. I'm, look, we, we might bag it, and, and it's a puzzling decision why it's being played, but that won't stop us from watching it and, of course, listening no, to it here I, on SEN.
0: I do get around one day, as i got to yep. say. And, and in terms of what you're talking about, get the crowd getting into it, that's really interesting because... This could have been a, you know, a blockbuster series if it was in the traditional sort of, you know, late summer yep. slot, um, which can't happen, of course. But, you know, a five match or a seven match ODI bilateral series against England used to used to absolutely cap off an Ashes uh, summer very, very nicely. Crowds would attend in great numbers, but I just don't know if Australian crowds will have the appetite for this series. It'll be interesting, really interesting to see what kind of turnout we get. Of the matches. Oh,
1: I'm sure the Barmy yeah. Army will be in full voice at uh, this Sunday at the MCG. And then if, uh, they'll probably hang around for an extra couple of weeks to see uh, their side take on Australia in the one day. As moving on, there was a couple of squads announced this week. The Australian Test Squad for the West Indies Series. So there's two matches being played in that series. That'll begin later this month. Uh, the first test will be in Perth, which is perfect for on the Eastern States with the time zones, the time difference, uh, and then the second test, uh, day-nighter at Adelaide. Looking through the names on this squad, it's pretty stock standard. Um, Marcus Harris, surprisingly, I guess. Mm. He, he was named yeah, in the squad.
0: One of, one of two Victorians you might have thought to see in there, uh, Hanscom, his captain for uh, yeah. Victoria, missed out. That was That was the only one that they... People weren't sure if they were going to go that way or not. Um, but if you've seen what happened to the Vicks uh, today uh, in yep. the Shield, it, it, there's uh, <laughs> not much joy there. Yeah, you know, right. pretty stock standard squad. Uh, a little bit lean, uh, only 13 names so that have cut. I think Jai Richardson and Michael Nessa.
1: Swepson um,
0: too. Ah, Swepson as well. Yeah, yeah, which, um, you know, he's always going to be carried around without getting uh, a game, especially at home here, um, poor Schwepson while while the goat's still in town. Yeah. Um, but then Ness, of course, you know, after they announced his chop, him and his partner in crime Steckity, ripping through the Vix today. Um, but no, it's a, it's a side that picks itself. It's always going to be interesting to see what they do with Scott Boland because he yep. obviously had the most incredible summer. He could not be dropped after um, his performances at the NCG and throughout the rest the Ashes, but uh, will they go straight back to Hazelwood, Cummins and Stark? Or will they go for four quicks in Perth like they off, like they're sometimes used to? Maybe not. Maybe on the wacker ground they would have, but maybe not at the new Perth Stadium. Um, I don't know. What do you think they're going to do with Boland?
1: Uh, yeah, I think Boland might miss out the first couple of tests. I And also, mm-hmm. I think what works against him is... If we're looking traditionally over the last couple of years, how this West Indies side goes, they're probably not going to be bowling heaps of overs. I want to be wrong, but I could easily see there being some three and four day tests here against the West Indies. I hope I'm wrong. Uh, maybe yeah. the rain will help them out a couple of days, but I assume uh, Stark, Hazelwood, and Cummins will will play both yeah. of those tests and potentially bowling might feature in the back end of the series. I uh, interesting. You mentioned that the three players who were, who were cut from the last Ashes squad because of the COVID numbers, so that that squad's not really touring around mm-hmm. anymore. So it looks like Scott Boland will will sort of replace Michael Nesser as that travelling travelling mm-hmm. Uh and Marcus Harris, like you said, he uh, wasn't in the runs today, but look, he might get his chance later on in the series. Whether or not they they move Usman Khawaja yeah. down the order, which I think that'd be sort of silly. Silly to do. Oh, looking early on in this series, I, I can't see the West Indies troubling Australia much at all. Akema uh, Roach, he's still going around, so potentially mm. some quicks might all might cause a bit of damage. But I, I don't see anything other than a 2 0 whitewash there.
0: Yeah, no, 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 I think that's pretty fair to say. That's probably what all, all, uh, all the smart money is on. Everyone pines for the days when the West Indies would rip through. All the best sides in the world. It's a while before we're going to be seeing that again, I think.
1: Well, interestingly enough, I was looking through my favourite website, inter- website on the whole of the internet, or second favourite website on the whole of the internet, Stat, and um, I was looking through uh, all the, the, the matches. So there's a head-to-head Australia playing the West Indies in Perth, so it, the whacker as it was. Mm-hmm. They played seven times. How many of those matches do you reckon Australia have won?
0: Oh, I wouldn't I would've guessed quite a few of them. But um given that you're posing it to me, maybe maybe four. Maybe maybe no, let's go five.
1: So Australia have won two out of seven against Whoa. the West Indies. Uh, wow. so that, I believe it was two thousand and seven and then in two thousand were the two times they were victorious against the West really? Indies. And prior to that the West Indies had won every match in Western Australia. So for some reason uh-huh. I'm not I think that might be a little different at Optus Stadium. Uh, but they, the West Indies have a couple of preparation matches before they get into that series. And and, and this, oh, I do love a good Prime Minister's 11 or Prime Minister's 13 oh, yeah. when that is in the rugby league. Uh, so they'll, they'll take on, the West Indies will take on the PM's 11 uh, and I'll run through this squad quickly. Josh Inglis is the captain, so he'll be back from his golfing mishap. Mm. Sean Abbott, who's played for Australia, Ashton Agar, Peter Hanscom, Aaron Hardy, Marcus Harris, Henry Hunt, Todd Murphy, Michael Nisa, Matt Renshaw, and Mark Steckety. So these players will take on the West Indies in a day-night match in Canberra prior to the... I believe it's prior to the first test against Australia. That is quite a good Prime Minister's it's 11 good side. It's a side,
0: isn't it? It's a great side. It's good that you know the likes of Matt Renshaw are getting a look in here. Uh Peter Hanskin, who we mentioned before. Look, this has the potential to be a, a, really, a very, yeah. very competitive, very competitive side. Nessa will be absolutely fired up alongside Stecky. Um, yeah, look, Harrison Form, Henry Hunt, your other one yep. to watch at the top of the order. I reckon it's going to be great
1: for sure. And I mean, yeah, it's gonna. It's tough when, say, for the West Indies, a touring side, they have to take on a side like with the caliber of those sort of players. Uh, yeah, so that, that gets underway November 23rd. So roughly two weeks from now in a day-night match in Canberra. So we'll see how that goes. Um, we're Sheffield Shield fans. What that is going to mean, I'm pretty sure there's an overlapping round around that time. So some mm-hmm. those players will obviously miss out for their state sides. Now we'll, we'll just quickly touch on a bit of the Sheffield Shield happening around the place uh, today. Uh, crazy, crazy stuff, uh, I, I believe. Victoria won the toss and elected bat. I'll have to follow up if that was the case. But Victoria, all out for 63, their lowest total since 1927. Uh, Marcus Harris, who was named in the squad for the Australian test side, Duck, Travis Dean, Duck at the top of the order. But it was all about the bowlers. Michael Nessa, four wickets. Mark Steckity, five wickets. Uh, Queensland, did we say a couple of weeks ago we thought Queensland were in with a real shout this year?
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, I I, I gotta come clean. I thought it was Victoria and WA, Queensland, obviously the great great squad. But half of them are going to be going off to play for Australia. Um, but yeah, not the bowlers, and the bowlers have done all the damage today. Uh, so yeah, incredible. Do you say this is the lowest lowest score that Victoria have posted in a Shield match? Oh,
1: I think oh, it since was
0: nineteen 19- since nineteen twenty
1: seven. That's ridiculous. Mm. It's um yeah. oblique reading for Victorian fans, uh, but a name at the top of the order for Victoria, who I suppose can hold his head high, Ashley Chandra Singh, 16 runs yeah. from 84 balls. Now, I believe as well, he made his Shield debut last time round, made a century yep. off something like 300 debut, balls.
0: That's right. Yep. Well,
1: <laughs> and like And like uh, today, he faced a lion's share of the deliveries. He was the last person dismissed. Uh, if we look through this scorecard, Peter Hanscom, who has been in unbelievable form, a couple of doubles, uh, five yep. runs for him. Nick Maddinson, who is a very capable player, he scored one run. Uh, Scotty Bolan, I suppose he can put his head high, 11 runs there. But, yeah, unbelievable bowling. And, and these two quicks for Queensland, unfor- if we had an Australia A team that was playing around the world, these guys would be the first ones picked.
0: Yep. Yeah, well, yeah, like good, good, good pick out there. The bright spot, Ash, young Ashley Chambers, a second, second match at this level, and 16 is nothing to be proud of. But the 84 balls, he likes to bat time. Yeah, I love a young player who likes to bat time. Reminiscent of a young Matt Renshaw when he made his Australia debut. So, good things are coming for Ashley Chambers. He's going to have a great summer. Uh, I'm very excited watching him and the Victorian side. They're too good not to bounce back. But boy, oh boy, would they be licking their wounds. Especially, it's not often a squad. Um, get a, a team get bowled for 63, and you know it's not 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 necessarily to do with the green top or anything like that. Queensland have come out and uh, six for 130 they are at stumps, which is not the highest score, but um, you know they've already doubled what Victoria managed to do. So um, yeah, it will be interesting to see how they bounce back from that. The Vicks.
1: yeah. So six for 130 at stumps at Allen Border Oval. Michael Neser at the crease, 30 not out. He just continues. He is the everywhere man. Uh, there's a game (laughs) kicking off on Friday. So, WA, they'll take on the Redbacks at the Wacker, beginning, as I said, on Friday. Lance Morris, he is a player to look out for in the WA side. He's been nicknamed the Wild Thing after Sean Tate. He has been taking wickets for fun. I believe it is Steckity, Nisa, and then Lance Morris in the top wicket takers this year for the Shield. So, keep an eye on him. Uh, And then a match... Both of these sides struggling for form. Uh, it'll kick off on Saturday down in Tassie, I believe. Uh, the Blue Bags taking on Tasmania. New South Wales are yet to record a win in uh, the, the Marsh Cup or the Sheffield Shield. Uh, so grim start from the Blues.
0: Not the greatest for us, uh, New South Wales fans. How do you feel about it, Nate? Do you have do you have particular loyalty at shield level? I don't know. I just I just enjoy watching all the players coming up. I don't know. I don't really care which yeah. state they're from. But do you, do you feel embarrassed when when we go so poorly, given that we're supposed to be you know probably the the preeminent. The most dominant dominant states?
1: No, nah, not really. I, I mean, as well, I, I suppose because a, a lot of the players are playing for not so much their home states. Like if you look through that South yeah. Australian side, there are plenty of players from all across the country. I oh, no, mm-hmm. not as loyal to the the Shield. Like I, I like I said, um, I think maybe off air. I, I was I was at North Sydney Oval watching New South Wales or South Australia, and I couldn't help but yeah. cheer for South Australia. I, I really. I've got a lot of time for Travis Head. I feel like he's yep. a good bloke. Uh, Where's Agar, yep. Harry Conway? I, so I was sort of supporting them, but I think yeah, I think there's like a bit a of bunch. there's a there's a bit of a chip on the shoulder for a New South Welshman. Uh, I saw Peter Layla's article in the Australian talking about how the Australian cricket side is dominant when the New South Wales. There's a lot of New South Welshmen in there, so I can't agree with that completely. But look, I don't think we're going to get any sympathy here, Dave. New South Wales struggling in the Shield, (laughs) struggling in the Marsh Cup, but the Sixers and the Thunder, I'm sure they can bring it back for the Big Bash.
0: Well, that's it. Yeah, there's there's a lot to talk about. The Big Bash, maybe we'll have to do a bit of a special on that one next week. We've got got too much happening at the moment in the world of cricket.
1: Absolutely. There is too much happening. Dave, enjoy Sunday night, uh, the T20 World Cup final between England and Pakistan. Dave, thank you very much for dropping by in the overnight crowd.
0: Always a pleasure, mate. Speak to you next time.
1: Dave Stevens there, chatting all things cricket, a little bit of football mixed in. We're going to take a quick break on the other side of that. We've got plenty, plenty more. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com.